I don't know how much you know about Afghanistan. Welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly. I am joined, as always, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey, how you doing? But as you heard, we are talking about Afghanistan, and so we decided to get the one person we know who knows anything about Afghanistan. It's it's the other quarter of Kill James Bond and our editor Nate. How's it going, Nate? Hello. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's 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 me. Uh, the the thing that some people know about me because I've definitely never never talked about this publicly in any forum whatsoever. <laughs> uh, that I have uh, I have been to Afghanistan. So um, yeah, I watched Rambo three and uh, yeah, as penance, you know, as anti troop action, right? Instead of like spitting on you when you got back at the airport, mm-hmm. we made you watch Rambo three, which is maybe worse. Yeah, I, I mean, without without skipping too far ahead in the plot, I think when um, Colonel Troutman is is uh, basically giving his sort of like retorts to the Russian colonel interrogating him and he said we had our vietnam and now you're gonna have yours and i'm just like yeah um anyway what happened next let's not talk about that don't worry about it people the the planners of operation enduring freedom failed to watch rambo 3 enough times (laughs) yeah they failed to make like a a serious study this is our our, like staff ride through rambo 3 um so we begin in thailand first of all where we get the return of an, an unexpected yes. friend of the podcast. Yes. And the unexpected friend of the podcast is the man from Uncle Headshot Photo. Yes. yes. I um, loved this moment. So Colonel Troutman is, is walking around looking for Rambo over the credits by showing people a picture, a shirtless, glossy headshot of Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> when did, he when did you take it? this, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He had a little Polaroid that he just like whipped out in Rambo One when he was crying about how he couldn't find his friend's legs, and he just got like neat. That's going on the collection. It's not. It's not like from Vietnam here. It's not like Rambo looking like a young man. This is like current. In yeah. fairness, yeah. I mean, it, uh, the total, the grand total of his time on screen across the Rambo franchise, I feel like shirtless is a correct choice. If you like, this is just what he typically yeah. looks like. This is what he'll yeah, most likely be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Suspect is shirtless. Yeah, he's he, shirtless. He's joined by a member from the U.S. Embassy in Bangkok, uh, a, a gentleman played by Kirkwood Smith, also known to me as Clarence Boddicker from World RoboCop One. Um, oh shit! That's, oh, right. I would never have pulled that. Yeah, that's oh, incredible. Oh, that man's face is indelible to me. That is <laughs> Clarence really Boddicker saying, "Bitches, leave!" Like it's it's it, yes, <laughs> it's Kirkwood Smith. When I the minute I saw him, huh. I was just like, "Oh my god!" It's 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 Amazing. the it's the '80s stern balding man who was like a mm-hmm. surprisingly shockingly hard villain in in RoboCop. Mm. So this this movie poses a question first of all, which is. What if you had the movie The Deer Hunter, but it was shit? (laughs) Ah. Rambo, disillusioned by war, disillusioned by the Vietnam War, has stayed in Southeast Asia. He's like stayed in Thailand. uh, And he's like sort of experiencing emotional turmoil, which he is channeling into beating the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. Um, He's doing stick fighting in a warehouse. He is, yeah. He is. I I have seen the film Hot Shots Part 2. And I watched it many, mm. many times as a child because it was one of the only things we had on tape. And I did mm. not realize until I saw this that Hot Shots Part 2 is a parody of the Rambo franchise. So many of these 
many of these scenes are like, wait a minute, this is just hot shots. It's impossible for me not to laugh at <laughs> yeah, it. It ripped off. It ripped off. The- this is like watching like one of the sort of like 70s airplane thrillers and being like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, did a lot of airplane bits in this. <laughs> But Rambo Rambo needs to get the shit kicked out of him to show his emotional turmoil, but you I, this might even be contractual. I don't know if it, if this was a thing yet in contract, but you cannot show Rambo losing a fight. So he nearly loses. He has to, yeah, he has to almost lose a fight and then go Rambo mode and like um hit a dude with the sticks a bunch. Th- this this whole sequence is like mostly grunting. Um, there's a lot of crowd shots. If you remember when we did Casino Royale, I talked about how to shoot a crowd racistly. Um, yeah. This is the instructions to the extras was hold about two thousand bot in your hands and just jump and be excited. Which I just don't understand why they're all every single person in every single shot is holding money above their heads and jumping and screaming. Like it's just mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen many crowds in my life. I don't think I've ever seen a crowd that well funded that is not really doing anything besides <laughs> yeah. following. Following obvious instructions, and like you said, it, it's like they have two frames of animation, like they're in the background of Street Fighter Two. Who <laughs> here got money? Yeah. yeah, I do. It's I would fucking love to be it's, in that crowd. What a vibe! That would be phenomenal. We, we applied the tie filter to the like CGI generated crowds from the Pod Race in episode one. <laughs> yeah, um, these like Chat GPT generated dudes are just like. Yeah. It's also just very funny up, too because what, wrong number of fingers on all of them. It's also very funny, too, because there's a degree to which you, when you first start think, watching this fight scene, you think, okay, he's facing off against the local Thai champion. But then when you they get close-ups of his opponent, you realize this guy is also probably just Italian. Yeah, and it's like the, Rambo, Rambo is so tanned also that you're sort of like, I guess being Italian is the ultimate ethnic camouflage. Like he could be, he could kind of be a jacked <laughs> Afghan also. It's just like, yeah, you know, I didn't know Checking this much. the big man from Uncle Sign and just getting question mark. It's, we can't get any mm. kind of reading up or down on it. That's why, that's why Agent 42 can get in anywhere. He can be any race. He's just Italian. <laughs> the fucking, the metronome is swinging, baby. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, so Rambo... Do you want to tell you what uh, I fucking noticed about Rambo? <laughs> is the what second you he turned Rambo? around, I went, fuck, that's my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. shit, put a he mustache He has the Devon mullet. He looks, yeah. he looks yeah. great. He looks He's jacked. <laughs> He's thriving. He's moisturized. He... He goes around the and wins, but he-, but he declines to kill his opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is interesting. He he sort of like wins the classic Thai Roman gladiatorial combat right. thing. Like that. the crowd gives him a thumbs up, um, and he he leaves as Troutman sort of like calls after him, and he doesn't notice. Um, well, he he helps, thing, so he helps his opponent man. up and like you know pats him mm-hmm. on the shoulder, and it's like yeah, okay, we're yeah, not going to kill yeah. each other. He, he, he also collects his winnings from an Asian version of the coach from Rocky, which is very funny. <laughs> um, it's but so... It's, it's right, okay. This scene starts homoerotic, A, because it's two like, yeah. beefy dudes just beating the shit out of each other. However, sure. it ends really homoromantic because it's so wistfully shot the way Troutman is like mm. watching Rambo leave be like, John! <laughs> It's, it's he like, like looks like, over really his shoulder romantic. like psychically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing to note is um, Rambo is Buddhist now. Yeah, he's happy. Actually. Which is yeah, which is understandable because every third person in Thailand is a Buddhist monk. Um, yeah, this appears I'm not to sure be the case. Why they did this? But Rambo is Rambo is working in a monastery. After we get um, a little thing on the screen that says "written by Sylvester Stallone." 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in the top of the fucking writing credits now, and baby. One other, and one other writer. But yeah, I just wanted to make a note of that because there's some lines mm-hmm. in this which I actually yeah. really like and think it, it is in part quite well written. Kind of. There's some lines in this I really don't, which I, and I think it is really poorly written. Um, we do have to but, comment so, really quickly on Colonel Troutman showing mm, up to this, you know, underground warehouse murder gladiatorial combat class fight A's, in yeah. Class A's with the le- the least shaven and shaped beret in human history. <laughs> and just, just like, Colonel Troutman, yeah. maybe the reason why you haven't pinned Brigadier General yet, being a colonel for the entirety of the Rambo franchise, <laughs> is the fact that you cannot seem to get your fucking hat to fit correctly. Nate, you didn't see his hat in the first one. It was even oh, I've worse. I've seen the first one. It's much worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's a, but it feels as though that's just like that's just like tropical decay. That's just like he's been in the rain often enough. It's worn his hat down slowly. It's like you know a building being eroded by the wind, but like he hasn't actually <laughs> done any shaving or shaping. It drove me nuts. He's got like he's got like beret subsidence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't understand so why is- they don't do that in movie. Like why why don't they? To properly shape the berries. I think that it's because, because you get it off a costume guy. Yeah. You don't have the time to like shape and it to I your own head. People are very hard working and they do their research. You know, you think- <laughs> right? But I also think that not, the, not the beret in as like a U.S. military prop was such an uncommon thing because it wasn't until 2001 that it became part of the standard uniform for all soldiers. Mm. And so, like in a way, I mean, there's for one, there is a debatable argument that like it wasn't really like as long as it was sort of reasonably within tolerance and you'd cut off the little tie flaps at the back like it doesn't really matter but um yeah like to to the modern viewer this guy looks absolutely ridiculous if you've seen the uniform and that, that's the last of my military complaints i promise it's just very very funny with no no please oh that's gonna make for a, a bad rest of the episode then oh, no, like. I, have, I, have, I have complaints about other <laughs> yeah, things yeah, yeah. I, I have some extremely <laughs> funny like, I have, I'm now going to stop talking about the military nothing else I am going to talk about the geography of a country called Afghanistan because there's some very very mm. funny things in here we'll get to when, when, we, oh, when we move I, I, on I also noted some of these <laughs> so Rambo, Rambo has become happy he's working in a monastery uh, he's like giving them all of his stick fighting money um, at which point Troutman and the CIA guy have traced him to this monastery. They show up, and the CIA guy goes, I don't know how much you know about Afghanistan. <laughs> what do you know about the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan? Uh, and it's like, stares directly down camera. Have you heard of the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan? It's real bad. John Rambo, I'm here to give crimes. you the call to adventure. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, but Colonel, it's also I'm like, refusing the call. I'm happy now. <laughs> that, that is the dramatic upshot of this, but also I can't stress enough, there are times when it really does just go straight on the propaganda of, like... It's crazy. Uh, you know, the, the, the Soviets have invaded the peaceful nation of Afghanistan and are doing many war crimes there. Uh, it's like, uh, okay. Why did um, the Soviets d- invade Afghanistan? It was right uh, there. In order, to, uh, in order to overthrow a previously collaborationist government that was getting a little bit too unstable for them and install a more friendly collaborationist government. They were concerned, government. basically, that if... Um, the, the, the potted history version of it is that in 1974, the king was deposed, and there was there was already like a succession of of socialist governments that that really destabilized the country. Um, that were very very unpopular with the most of the country. I mean, the, back then the country was even more rural than it is now. And when I was there, it's like 90 percent rural. And so they basically decided that they needed to overthrow this guy who they thought was going to destabilize things to the point that it would be likely that. Um, that a foreign power or, you know, that, that the West would, would succeed in unseating this and install someone else. And so they basically moved preemptively on Christmas, 1979, um, and installed their guy. And then had a succession of 
basically people who sucked and uh this didn't get any better it got a lot worse um and by they left in 89 but yeah they invaded to basically the guy was they were like no you can't do communism this fast you're literally gonna fuck making everyone hate you and it was it was it was the khad i think they're called the like afghan kgb who brezhnev and others were like no this is too repressive which is very funny um, and and they overthrew uh, um, Hafizul Amin, who had who had uh, replaced him with Babrak Kamal. Yeah, yeah. Babrak Kamal, and then eventually they they put Doctor Najibullah in, and he lasted until uh, the Taliban hanged him from a tank barrel in 1996. Mm, it's, it's yeah, really yeah. with his brother, uh, which is yeah a bad way to go. Anyway, uh, the point of this is Troutman says. I am going to Afghanistan. Do you want to come with me? Why uh, slash it? And he hands a little piece of paper. And Rambo, Rambo's <laughs> yeah, happy. He, he's literally happy. He's he says the war's ended for me, which is mm. right. And, the, and oh, also, I, see. I, got, I got I got two notes. Uh, two notes. Note number one: Troutman says the word "yes" so weird in this scene that I had to clip it. He says yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. AI generated Colonel Troutman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the second of all is he does turf shit. He he like no, You'll you never are not like be a soldier. Si- yeah, assigned SF at Bragg. Like he he, he like gets him in a temple. <laughs> oh my God, it, it like it, it's weirdly echoey. So it's like strange. But he goes, "You may try, but you can't get away from what you really are." Yeah, when when they dig what up your you skeleton in a thousand years, they'll see the green soldier. beret on your that fucking bones. <laughs> I don't want it. That's too bad because you're stuck with it. <laughs> I got like troop dysphoria. He's like, just live with it, you know. <laughs> Repress. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your clip, but yes, uh, no, that's all right. That's all right. We full sword it. Just slide you down. Like, yeah. Colonel yeah. Charman taking a watchful waiting approach with regards to, to Rambo's <laughs> desire yeah. to move peacefully and, and be happy. Do you think of yourself as a special forces soldier when you masturbate. So, uh, uh, but like. This Actually, Rambo, Rambo is allowed work. to live peacefully, but only if he enrolls in a clinical trial. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like this, uh, the, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Alice. But the one thing I would say is that, like huh. Troutman has his one ace in the hole. But it's like when when Rambo says my war is over, it's like Troutman. He killed and basically destroyed a police station in Oregon and killed like a battalion's worth of National Guard and Oregon cops, <laughs> and then subsequently yeah. went and like murdered a bunch of fucking Russian dudes in Vietnam that we didn't even know were there. Like this guy could potentially Stop cause this you guy. PR problems in the future. Are you sure you want to take him out of his like this- monastic idol? Like, <laughs> like this can't be your go-to guy. There's no way this can be your go-to guy. Yeah, D- doing doing um three days of the Condor, but like with Rambo is. So- so fucking funny of an idea. <laughs> In fairness, Troutman does. Rambo says no again, and, and Troutman. Well, this is the thing, though. Okay. Th- there's a great, a great line about Vietnam where uh, Rambo says, "Do you really think we're going to make a difference? If I didn't, I wouldn't be going. It didn't before. That was another time. <laughs> that was different. That's, that, it was different. Like, no, Don't ask me why. Now, so it's going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Like there's there's a sort of like there's a real trajectory from Rambo One where it's like war bad, but you know we didn't win because of the hippies. To Rambo 2, which is, the war was a lie, but, like, don't hate your country sick, for it. actually. Yeah. Yeah, to, to Rambo 3, where that's different, now we're back on the horse, right? Rambo you know? war is good I, again. Cannot wait yeah, to see yeah. what Rambo 4's stance on war is gonna be. 
I think it probably is going to be quite positive. <laughs> my, my only re- recollection of Rambo 4 is a, a guy getting shot at close range with a 50 cal and it's basically exploding soup. That's the only thing Fuck I remember. Yes. The movie. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, we, there then follows a scene with Troutman, which I can broadly summarize as yes. I infiltrate Afghanistan, get immediately captured. It's not clear what kind of move I was trying to do. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, actually, because um, Rambo says no and it like sort of like... Puff, hands out and then as i turned the movie off i was like perfect that's the end of a really cool <laughs> very experimental guy, like interesting yeah. thing to do with the character short film don't worry short about film. the remaining runtime just just go outside mm-hmm. <laughs> you just you just enjoyed a short film about a guy with your haircut being happy yes and <laughs> yeah you know what yeah i did I had a good time of it. That's it. Trauman Trauman obviously gets immediately captured. As soon as he, he gets captured. He gets captured by the helicopter from Rambo 2 with all that, the shit yeah. bolted on it. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the, the Puma helicopter with all of the like faux hind shit bolted to the side. Um and, and Griggs honestly, immediately th- goes back to Rambo, which it, because yeah. the Troutman getting captured is such a short scene, it really does <laughs> mm. feel like this like happened like five minutes later. Yeah, it's like the next day. He's like, oh, hey. Yeah, Griggs goes back to Rambo. He's like, uh, he doesn't say we need you to go in. He says, I just wanted to let you know that your friend <clears throat> did this illegal off the books military incursion into Afghanistan what's, and was captured. Don't yeah. do anything about it though, don't worry. Which is what it's like, you know. Well that's Bye. that's what's really funny yeah. is that like they kind of forget in the script to make this like, you know, a conniving CIA guy. He's mm. not like going he's not saying any of this ostensibly to try and <laughs> yeah. get Rambo to do it. He's just like, hey, just keeping you posted on how that went. Yeah, just your friend's you. getting his dick and balls whipped in like fucking couple prison. I, I thought that Griggs was <laughs> gonna come back later i was like oh this is the shifty cia guy we're gonna find out later he set rambo up nope he doesn't come back he's not no, in the rest no of the, the cia are good now yeah. the cia are good um previously they were bad now they're good um so, so rambo's like okay Ram- cool i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and send me in and griggs is like well mm-hmm. okay we can do it but obviously you know if you get captured or caught we're gonna deny all knowledge of this nobody's gonna come and rescue you and rambo's like yeah i'm used to it yeah, yes. hard line. Used to it. One thing- it's the first of like one of many like movie ass lines. I feel like the S score is going to be quite high for this really one because bad. it's got a lot of yes. like movie ass lines in it. The one thing I did notice is mm-hmm. that um, when Rambo's thinking about whether or not he wants to join, he goes and repairs a cartwheel, and to do that, he just hits a cartwheel three times with a big hammer and then spins it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do that. It's just good. Um, I like it, man. Yeah. Yeah, so so Rambo goes to Peshawar, um, and we get a kind of the movie gets torn between two impulses, right? Because it instinctively wants to be racist, but it also wants to show you that these people are like freedom fighters, right? It, it's strange because this film, while bad and while massively oversimplifying, and I'm and I'm being very generous, mm. is in many ways more interested in depicting Afghan people than basically any film that was made post 9-11 that I'm aware of. Mm. I may, you know, I have huge blind spots and I admit that, but to me, when I see a film in any context, whether it's a Marvel movie or a serious movie that has anything to do with the war in Afghanistan, like it's getting a massive gold star just for having people speak Pashto because it's far easier Mm. and cheaper for them to find Urdu speakers. And they're like, well, you know, Americans and Western audiences aren't going to notice the difference. 
there's a little bit where it sounded to me like people were speaking Dari, but like by and large, they're speaking Pashto. Sometimes they're speaking Pashto in a way where a guy's just saying a line over and over again. It sounds like he's casting a spell. Um, <laughs> the, 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 to not skip ahead too much, the, the, the flamethrower torture guy is literally just saying, Waya, Waya, Khabri Martika. And it's like, he's just saying, give it, give it, you know, give me information. Speak, speak, give me information. And he says it over and over again. You're like, is this just like an incantation to make the flamethrower work? Because <laughs> yeah. there's yeah, no that's delivery. that's the torture mage. Exactly. Yeah. But like, like, uh, like when he walk, when Rambo walks into the shop and he, the guy first starts speaking to him in Pashto when he's looking at guns and he just says like, Shiwari, like, what, what do you want? What thing do you want? And it's, I was like, oh, well, they, they did at least have some attention to any detail at all, even if this film was shot in, and I'm not joking, Arizona and Israel. So Rambo goes into this gunsmith, um, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm John Rambo, the CIA sent me. Which, again, uh, sort of Brian Cox award here for, like, introducing your name and affiliation uh, to just, like, random shifty guy. Yeah, he walks um, in there he's and like, he okay. goes, hey, I'm meeting the mentor in this scene. I need to- yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I don't know if it's a mentor. Yeah, but, like, what? he, he, he meets... Yeah. He meets yeah. Mr. He Afghanistan. Meets- this guy, this Mr. guy is Afghanistan, our, like, our, you know, our representative of, of Afghanistan and its noble heart. He meets Musa. Yeah. Um, Again, Israeli guy born in Iraq. Uh, it's sort of like, it's, it's approximate and maybe mm. sort of the like 3,000 kilometer radius of uh, like, yeah, we're getting well, there. Because the, pa- um, the, Pash- the Pashtuns are actually the lost tribe of Israel, so it all makes sense. Ah. <laughs> the Greeks has, yeah. uh, has sent some kit ahead. He sent some like detonators. Some stuff we'll see later, mm-hmm. and also uh, a blue light. Uh, Rambo gets yeah, chem light, little little silo chem light. Yeah, Rambo and, uh, gets we get a funny line where Moose is like, "What does it do?" And he goes, "It turns blue." <laughs> yeah, but like, hold on a minute though. Th- this guy Moose has been working with the CIA in Afghanistan for like years with their shit. Rambo's been up a fucking monastery. Why does he get to know that and this guy doesn't? You know, other than to show the white guy being more competent and technological. You know. Um. Anyway. Musa says, "Ah, your your American friend is getting cock and ball tortured near the village of Host, right?" <laughs> um, okay. Now, Nate, do you want to take this on? <laughs> so, Host Host is a province, and Host City is the biggest city in Host Province. Host is right across uh, the the basically there's a mountain pass that separates it, where you can go basically straight from. Um, Miramsha in North Waziristan, I believe, to host. Um, so yeah, it's not a village; it's it's a big city. I've I've never been to I've been to host province, not to host city, but I've been to uh, Gardez, which is in um, Pektia, and I spent a lot of time in Pektia province, so I'm familiar with the area. So th- th- a little interesting there, the village of host. But there's a particular detail. I, I I did do I did do one little population comparison. Host city is the size of Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> if anyone was host, curious, host is a big is a big city. Uh, there's something extremely funny though. And without giving away too much, I just have to point this out that that uh, that Musa takes him through the caves and says, "We'll be getting out and the 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 valley of the five lions." And he tells this story about you know mythological king sent told to bring five thousand warriors, brings five of his best warriors, and they defeat the enemy. Well, right, Sheer is lion in Dari, and Panj is five, and Panjshir is mm-hmm. five lions. Well, Panjshir Valley, Panjshir Valley is north of Hagram. Panjshir Valley is hundreds of miles from Host, and. Th- and this is confirmed because when the Greek guy playing Mujahedin leader later in the Shura that they're having <laughs> says, yeah, the neighboring valley, Lahman, Lahman province is also hundreds of miles 
It's so far. <laughs> They've like got all of the right words, but they're yes. like just yeah, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> they seem to be laboring under the delusion that Afghanistan is like about the size of Camden. It's <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful California, and yeah. the Statue of Liberty like goes past. Yeah, yes, like, yes, yes. It's like that guy I saw riding around London with a jacket that had the Arc de Triomphe and the you know the Place de l'Etoile and fucking um like all these Paris landmarks and then huge <laughs> massive letters and it said London. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta talk about this next scene where, where Troutman gets tortured, right? Where he gets interrogated. And mostly it's just gonna be me screaming about Soviet uniforms and insignia. So just ignore me, just fade me down in the mix and just like uh just just let everyone else handle it. Well we meet so, we meet our villain, who's a Soviet colonel, Colonel Zeissen. I really Colonel like Zeissen. I really no, like this actor, really giving him a really good performance. Um I think I looked up Strange accent. I looked up the actor. His name is uh Mark de Jong, if I can read my hand, own handwriting. Um he does a really mm. good job in this. Um sadly uh, tragically died in an accident very young, fell off a roof. Um and doesn't really mm. do anything else. Uh, but he was he's really, really like, good at wouldn't this. After that. He's also well, like, he's, he's, on the one hand, it's a good performance. On the other hand, he doesn't have any badges on his collar tabs. He's got like branch tabs, he, he, but he doesn't have the fucking. He interest. also seems to disregard the Afghan climate. Despite sweating a lot, he really enjoys wearing this green leather jacket. He chose his vibe. All right, and he was like, "Fuck mm. it, I'm I'm wearing the goddamn yeah, leather he does, jacket." He does give this very this like. Thing. He's known as this person who's managed to basically stop any incursion, any infiltration of host province, but is also sort of like clearly hates it and is like very physical, but also like sweaty and alcoholic. And I feel like that in terms of like, but he also seems to insist on being in the helicopters doing the war crimes. Mm -hmm. So there is yeah. this kind of, I mean, in a way, like Listen, they, they that's good people management. Exactly. Yeah, he leads from, from the front. front. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He also he also sympathizes a bit with Colonel Sam because he says, "Look, I know how you feel. You're you're out here. You're stuck in the arse end of nowhere. You've been abandoned by your government. I know exactly how you you're feel. You're never going to make Brigadier General. Let's cooperate. I'm never going to make Colonel General. Let's cooperate, Let's... and we'll both have a good war. Okay. So just yeah, you, you're exactly. smuggling missiles into the province. Just tell me where they are. And yeah. Let's just you know. Give me the storm missiles, and I'll give you a lamp that weighs a thousand pounds. <laughs> Unfortunately, what he does is he triggers Troutman's delivery of my review of First Blood, which is... You expect sympathy? You started this damn war, now you have to deal with it. Which... <laughs> one, thing, one thing that really stuck out to me is that the, the entire time these two characters are arguing, in order to sell the drama, it's slow zooming... It slow zooms on one, and it cuts yeah. next. It slow zooms on him, and it cuts back. And it slow zooming. It looks like the fucking fake Balenciaga shit that was going around. All <laughs> like it's always just gently coming in. Would Would you believe? I'm sorry, Alice. I have to throw this in really quickly because I wasn't on the review of First Blood or the, the very first film, but um, it always struck me as being very funny that although this was a thing that I think 80s audiences would pick up on, if you came into it as like a young person not having seen the movie or the context behind it, you would think that Will Teagle and the rest of the fucking Oregon police and National Guard just hate John Rambo because they hate veterans. There's like, no, we're just going to pick on this yes, guy because we yeah, fucking hate Yeah, the Maoist cops. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's, the, that's the bit we went with, was <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like the these an, guys. The Antifa woke cops. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's basically, uh, so basically, yeah, he, you know, he unintentionally summarizes the first film and uh, says, you know, now you guys get your own Vietnam. Sucks to be you. Yeah, I have that. I have that. You can't defeat a people like that. We tried. We already had our Vietnam. <laughs> now you're going to have yours. Which is breathtaking, right? But like, cry, first baby. of all, <laughs> how quickly the narrative so changed. Much. 
yeah, yeah. Like the the way that the narrative changed between Rambo two, where it's like the the whole damn war was a lie, to actually it was because the Vietnamese people were like ethnically Chad, <laughs> and we invaded we, we invaded a Chad people as you did, and now you're gonna suffer too. I, 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 do, <laughs> I do take your point that it's like Rambo one's first first uh, the, the 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 theme is war as hell, and like you said, Rambo two the theme is. War is hell, but support your country. Also, it rocks. And Rambo 3 is uh, the primary mission of U.S. Army Special Forces is unconventional warfare and foreign internal defense. Like, it's just getting to... But but I guess to me, watching it as someone who was in the war in Afghanistan, it's just very funny because I've seen this movie. I've watched it on German TV in 2005 when I was visiting some friends. And just was like, oh, this is funny. Um, didn't really watch it ever again. But there's a part of me that watched it and was like, you know, there was so much coding in the late 80s about sort of like, yeah, you can't fuck with the Afghans. They're indomitable. You'll never win in a fight against them. They'll never give up. And then you're like, no, but, but yeah. we definitely will. Yeah. We could probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could take them. I'm pretty sure. Well, so um, I, I, this line sets up an expectation. I was like, oh my gosh, like, is Rambo going to reflect on his time in Vietnam? Uh, and like, is he going to reassess no. what he did and like, what the war was all about? No, no, of course not. No, of course not. You never look backwards, only forwards. Um, so Troutman gets tortured a bit. He gets suspension like held bondage? up by his wrists. Yeah, he gets suspension bondage. Yeah, weird torture um, method, but that's fine. Zeisen like threatens him with a huge what fucking is apparently guy. A, by the way, <laughs> massive yeah, bloke. Oh, I've, I've got. I've got. Oh, we, I've got. We're to talk about the big dude. I've got to throw in here that just I, I, without I will not jump ahead, but I feel as though this sets up a concept of what you might call Chekhov's big guy. Yes. If a big yes. guy yes. appears in the first act of the film, by the third act, by the conclusion, he has to do big guy shit. He's gotta do big guy yeah, this shit. Is, this is a dude called Randy Rainey, starring as the most Samoan-looking man in the 40th Army. <laughs> he, like, he's, his name is Sergeant Kurov, um, and he's, like, he's so clearly a wrestler, and he's wearing a, a, what is an approximation of a pilotka, but it's like half beret, and it looks AI generated. It's a hat that's just a shape. Um, and he's, he's like the big torturer. They tried Devdoshina yeah, on me of. in Soviet army. However, my balls crushed every toilet seat they tried to employ. <laughs> Zeissen threatens him with what is apparently a Polish submachine gun, but looks like the shit that killed Shinzo Abe. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah. All, all he gets out of him is is like <laughs> What is that fucking Blade Runner ass like it is, well, pulls on it's the doohickey, that's fine. It's, it's a PM sixty three, apparently. I've never seen one before like in that, my life. It's like the, 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 the long sword in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet that turns out to be like a fucking <laughs> yeah. South African auto shotgun that sucks and kills everyone who ever shoots it. <laughs> Fuck oh my god, this this gun looks like oh shit. Please God, listeners, Google PM sixty three. Just take a look it's at this. It's incredible. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So so Trout Troutman is defiant, right? Because he's he's a Chad. He's like tough under torture. He mm. doesn't break. He's like, oh, the missiles are like up your asshole or whatever. Yeah. Rambo infiltrates the Host Panshir Valley. Oh my god, he's crossed Musa. the threshold. Alright, I'm gonna stop doing this yeah. now. The the whole time Musa's like you know, this. we Afghans are fucking <laughs> tough as shit. He's going, We're a noble <laughs> people, Mr. Rambo. And then we yeah, meet these guys and they look around. him dead in the eyes and they go, We're a noble people, Mr. Rambo. Yeah. There's and then later on, around he's and, like, uh, My God, they're a noble got people. Like a hospital, you know, Musa's delivering medicine, it's all yeah. noble. 
Uh, or we also we learn that the Soviets are disguising mines as children's toys because they're evil. Yeah, this this, this bit this bit was fucking this is hysterical, right? So like it's like it's a great half remembered thing where they have like half understood that a bunch of like cluster munitions or mines or whatever kind of look innocuous, and so children pick them up and get maimed. But what they've like derived from that is, no, these are specifically designed to look like toys. And my favourite one there is there is a Russian babushka doll <laughs> that- <laughs> You don't want to- the, the babushka that kills you instantly? Matryoshka, by the way. Of of all of of all the sorry, sorry, I fucked Kill that out. Killer, take head. her out. Uh, I know the mat I have a Matryoshka. Yeah, anyway, so uh, like- I, I took a I took a look on Google measure distance and from host city to the Penshire Valley it says about two hundred and twenty miles and that's straight line distance, which you typically can't do on foot in Afghanistan. So I it's so, so like I love this first of all because like of all the war crimes that the Soviets actually did in Afghanistan, you had to invent one, which is really yeah. Funny. There was the thing Second about the little all, the little mines that um it, it mm. th what I think that 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 look I there's a kind of dueling narrative thing and like the one concession I'll make to call it like Democratic Republic of Afghanistan uh, fanboys and girls is that like. Some of the stuff when you dig into the really lurid details, it's like yes, this was reported on the like the the Milton Friedman Institute of CIA studies at Yale University or something like that, and nowhere else. However, what I think it is is that the little bomblet mines, the ones that like you know that that fall yep. to the ground like um like what is it uh, from the the seed pod kind of looking things, and that those look like toys because they just have a kind of weird shape to mm -hmm. them, and that kids it's plastic kids it's green plastic pick those yeah. up and they blow up. I'm not aware of as I understand it of ever encountering anything in that country where you could be like oh yeah that's one of those famous Soviet toy mines and like I saw I saw some Soviet ass shit in that country and I, I did not ever see that I mean I saw every Waz Kamaz truck you could possibly think of I saw like armored bulldozers that like basically ran out of fuel the minute they crossed the border but I, I, look I don't know but like I think there was there like you said Alice there's there was this conventional this sort of like narrative of that just kind of got like telephone gamed into being even more mm -hmm. depraved than it already was in the sense that like they very indiscriminately used mines, you know, in an area yeah. where people, there's lots of people who are itinerant, lots of people who are herders, lots of people farming, people wander around, people are scavenging and lots of people died and got maimed from it. And it's like, but as you said, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they, they have created a, a worse version of it. They have, they, they sort of like a matryoshka yeah. doll. Yes. Uh, one, one other thing that's that's funny is that they go into this village and Musa, the first thing he says to, to Rambo is, oh, they've never seen a white dude before. They've never seen anyone who looks like you. Second thing he shows them is a Russian dude who's defective. Also, <laughs> have, you, have you noticed that basically there's, there's an arbitrary law in this film that if you are not Afghan, as the film sees it in real life, you know, Russian, French, Israeli, mm -hmm. Arizonan, uh, if you are if you are not cast as an Afghan character, uh, you must not ever wear a hat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yuri yeah. does not yeah. wear a hat. Rambo does not wear yeah. a hat. Rambo wears a headband. But his hair Strange. is flying like the wings of a majestic oh, bird. Colonel Charman wears hats. Does I, I I do. I just got a hat. You have to give the movie. I give the movie some credit, right? Because this is something I didn't know, and I had to dig into to check this. There were Soviet soldiers yep. who defected a significant number, to, yeah. to the Taliban. Yeah, so I mean, they uh, were, they, there were Soviet soldiers, many of whom who defected at that time were um, draftees from the Central Asian republics. Tajikistan. But yeah, because yeah. a significant number of uh, the Soviet troops that were deployed in what they called the limited contingent of Soviet forces were from those areas because the army group that they 
pulled from to deploy down there was that area of the Soviet Union. But then also there were plenty of ethnic Russians who did. And in fact, some of them have stayed. There was a story in post-collapse of Afghanistan in 2021 of people who were Soviet soldiers who stayed and basically converted to Islam, adopted, you know, Afghan names, mm-hmm. married Afghan women and stayed and like will stay. Like they uh apparently there's like 226 left uh by the Russian embassy in Afghanistan's count at one point. I mean, um, I, look, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there's things about Afghanistan they're fucked up, but there's also things about Afghanistan where you could just kind of get the impression of like this is just a completely different way of living your life and I understand why people who who grew up basically if they were dissatisfied with both life in the Soviet Union but particularly life in the Soviet military, why they'd be like, "Yeah, this is fucking better. I'd rather do that." Genuinely. Yeah. We reckon the we, funniest we get a toy to fill with munitions would be because i've been like i've been bop really it. weighing it up yeah bop it's up there i'm thinking rock'em sock'em robots maybe bop it but only at the end yeah. like only on the bop like <laughs> yeah, fisher, <laughs> fisher price c and say but only one of them has an explosive in it and you don't know which it's, it's a bop it, but it's just got says, like a grenade pin at one end it doesn't mention pull it until right in the end and it's like pulling away <laughs> Yeah, it's like so the cow you says, it, the, spoon flies off. the Italian anti-tank mine says. Ooh. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos? Ooh, we actually, we actually bought a set of yeah, hungry, hungry hippos and played it with Af- Afghan kids when I was there. So, you know, I, I feel like I have an emotional Shit. attachment with uh, hungry, hungry. I can't envision that being full of munitions, but uh, it's a cute little. We, we we get a couple of other things here. We get we get a, a shot that is one hundred percent a rip off of the Time magazine cover of the Afghan refugee mm-hmm. mother with the like really like stark eyes. Oh, Sharbat Gula. Uh, we get yeah, like a, the Steve McCurry photo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We get like a really like cheap imitation of that, um, and then we also we try and complicate this a bit because we're like, oh, by the way, the Mujahideen are also using child soldiers. Um, yeah. We have this beautiful, beautiful Pashtun refugee girl, but actually it's an Israeli actor named like Tzvi Bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just check the credits of the film. Basically, two thirds of the cast. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing an Afghan girl here played by Marciano Soshi. Yeah. Uh, Soshi Marciano. That's, not that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much that. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. I huh. know my mouth. If I do, if it didn't know that I was right on this one. No, the other stick fighter was called Harold <laughs> Diamond. Damn, that's cool. That's Yo. hard as hell. So, oh, sorry, so, so, so the, the, they meet. They meet the. They have a shura right, and they meet the like head of this village who is called Masood, presumably in reference oh, to Ahmad Shah Masood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the George Washington of Afghanistan. Don't ask what happens to that guy two days before nine yeah, eleven. Please never take an interview with random Algerian journalists that you've never met before. Yeah, yeah. He says and, we are noble Masood, people, Mr. Rambo. Well, he's he, he also he says, yeah. he's also Greek. This is the actor playing him is Greek. This is the closest you get to like noble Mujahideen of Afghanistan. As he explains, Mujahideen soldiers, holy warriors. To us, this war is a holy war. And the best thing about this is, you could put this in. <laughs> you could put this in Act Two of a post 9/11 Afghan war movie, and all you would have to change is the music. You change that to like foreboding music, and that's <laughs> maybe get like homecoming, a like playing, two. and someone being like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, absolutely. It's basically Black Hawk <laughs> <Yeah>. Down. <laughs> Just a guy in mm-hmm. the background. He also mm-hmm. makes the point that the Russians have been, you know, giving them a real kicking, but nobody seems to care. Mm. So they're like, look, we'll, yes. we'll. Rescuing your friend really help us? Because if so, we'll do it. 
Mm-hmm. You need to understand uh, first that we are a noble way. people, Mr. Trump. <laughs> yes. One thing that I find interesting about this is that I, I, this is one of the complaints that you heard was the um, the flow of munitions to the Mujahideen in the 80s, the early 80s. They complained a lot about the, the basically like Vietnam cast off shit they were getting. But by 87, they were getting they were getting Stinger missiles. They were getting a lot of and this. This film basically is set in 1988 because it's literally they say nine years into this war. So Christmas 79. So it's got to be around then. But by 88, they were getting a ton of munitions from basically the U.S. was giving them to Pakistan and they were bringing them over. And so in a way, it feels like a lot of this stuff and the sort of like no one cares about our plight. Like it was a right wing cause celeb for a while at this point. But this movie Mm -hmm. isn't. It's not meant to depict reality in the moment. It's meant to basically be baby's first Afghanistan. And so as a result, like it has to do that. So to kind of like tell the Western narrative about the occupation of Afghanistan from 79 to that point, you know, through, I guess, exposition through characters sort of like summarizing it to John yeah. Rambo, who, who basically the, the whole point of this film is that, he, you know, as regards him, there is just sort of like injustice is being done, but also what the fuck is Afghanistan? So, you know, he has to yeah. learn about Booz Kashi. He has to learn about child soldiers. Yes, he does. Yeah, among other things. He, he, he goes, he goes to like see a, a game match of Booz Kashi, the like a uh, horseback sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, semi wrestling, which is polo. more of a northern Afghan thing, to be honest with you, but it is the thing for sure. Mm. Um, and at this point, they get interrupted by a Soviet helicopter attack, and this is the like right wing cause celeb, right? And it's it's like it's a real thing; it happened, right? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not trying to like suggest yeah, like, that it even didn't, Robert Fisk, it's a when he reported there, was like this this the shit we saw the Soviets doing was insane, like absolutely mind boggling, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like you get like a sort of a village that you consider to be hostile off of nothing, and so you like shell mm-hmm. it with artillery or yeah, whatever. Depopulated, um, so it's no longer a threat to you, basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and in this case, what it is is you fly some some helicopter gunships over it, and you kill indiscriminately, right? And this is the reason why the CIA like give the Taliban and the Northern Alliance, well, the Mujahideen at this yeah. point, they give them the Stinger missiles, right? Um, and this is sort of like the the obsession of the right wing is like these people are being slaughtered by helicopters uh, and have like sort of like no means of mm-hmm. defending themselves. And I really think there's an interesting essay to be written about the like psychology of the helicopter in the Rambo franchise because yeah. it's in fucking all of them. Yeah, it is. And it's it really got takes a thing on some weird roles. But also, again, mm. Rambo does not reflect on the role that he himself no. played. In yeah. Vietnam, and how like maybe oh shit, this is what we would do to the Vietnamese. Maybe I need to think yeah, about that. This yeah, this is basically the you know I love the smell of napalm in the morning scene from Apocalypse Now, except you've changed the color palette. Yes, yeah. Um, so Rambo shoots at a helicopter with a you know with a dish gun, yeah. like a heavy machine gun, um, and the helicopter in fantastic. Uh, fantastic response. Stops dead and like hovers really low to like look for him. The best, the and best fucking leaves. thing about that is the visual shorthand. They have the helicopter move like it was looking around. They just have the helicopter <laughs> yeah, like yeah. move. It's fucking. <laughs> it's like the helicopters like, in the Cars universe for a split second. It becomes it's anthropomorphic. So funny. <laughs> So everybody's been killed apart from like Masood Musa. This one kid who's been following Rambo around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, he's basically a child soldier of short round. People. 
Yeah, meanwhile, Rambo's Still there, like, Irish child. Oh there are noble people. But... <laughs> the, the, the Soviets are after me, lucky child. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! They're so, after my oh, mother's so, secret recipe. Yeah? So, so oh. he, he speaks. He speaks to Masood, and Masood's like, "Yeah, we're taking all these people to the border, you know, as historically huge influx of Afghan refugees into Pakistan." He says, "We are good friends, inshallah." Yeah, I'm like, incredible. Yeah, that right. sort of makes. That's, yeah, that's, that's sort of makes sense. Okay. That huh? sort of makes sense. You could say that, I guess. Um, we we cut back to um, Troutman getting tortured, and the colonel's accent's getting worse. At one point, he says, "Have you decided to talk?" It's just yeah, like bro, what the, the fuck social is media his manager. Have <laughs> you decided to TikTok? This is what actually that happened actually to Goldfinger. He just became Russian. Yeah, <laughs> closing in off on South Africa. Not great. Keeps going. <laughs> the TikTok mock. So, so Rambo's, mock Rambo's like, mock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna get him even harder now than I was gonna get him <laughs> yeah. before. It's my war now. It's more like movie ass lines. Um, so yeah. Rambo crawls across the minefield. Um, <laughs> Flawless mind sweeping tactic. Um, yeah, stick a knife. Well, you can do that's it. A is thing. A thing, that's a thing. Sure, but th- th- it gets into something which is that this series considers. Big fucking knife to be like the ultimate multi tool. Yeah, mm, yeah, there was a you part can of use me that, it for uh, essentially anything. I was just like, John, buddy, surely you have a wire cutter. Like, you don't need to use a. a, a, a he the uses his fucking knife, knife to it's, cut, like, to pick a lock, to <laughs> cut barbed mm-hmm. wire, to probe for mines, <laughs> among other things. Yeah. Um, also, he, when he uses it, mm. like, I guess John Rambo is an ADHD king and he needs to make sure he doesn't forget stuff. So when he uses his knife and needs to put it in a place he can find it, instead of resheathing it, he just jams it as hard as he can into anything in front of him. He uh, just does. He doesn't even, like, use the knife that much in Rambo 1, but it's just a thing Rambo has in Rambo 1, so they're just like, fuck it, make mm-hmm. him use the knife. knife. Knife is all he needs. He's got Rambo's iconic knife I, now, I guess. I, I also- they, they cut a scene of him forging the knife himself. The <laughs> they should have put that back in. Yeah, when he was fucking in, in a Buddhist monastery in Okinawa, learning how to make knives from Hattori Hanzo. Like, there's a whole arc to this. <laughs> oh, if it's a Hanzo blade, I understand. Then. Also, I, I will say this is, is a little bit funny, is that I understand that like there's a visual language that needs to be employed to communicate the danger and the sort of stakes to the viewer, but, you know, watching this from call, like, trying to not be annoying ex-military viewer, but, like, the degree of like the sort of the the site security there on the base it just mm-hmm. it stops resembling yeah. anything actually military and starts more resembling like the villains in captain planet because mm-hmm. like it's just they <laughs> like the degree of which it's like it's it all right this may not be interesting <laughs> to you but i'm just going to say this like if you try if please, you maintain please. security like that at a base nonstop, like you exhaust everyone because no one can do anything besides you know very very actively uh, turn fucking floodlights and walk with dogs. Also, the dogs would have fucking smelled him when he was hiding right above them. There are some parts of me that I'm just like, guys, alright, fine. I guess dogs are like tyrannosaurs that if they don't see you, they can't smell you. We don't use yeah. dogs for anything besides their sight. Um, but watching this happen, like, I get it. Like it's They have to set up the stakes. But it started to feel like kind of I don't know, video gamey in a way to me watching this. Yes, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, usually so. It, I, I thought exactly of Metal Gear Solid 5, which I guess this was I thought was a of Metal Gear Solid on. 1, the very first one on NES, and just like that's mm. exactly what came to mind. But then later in the film, without jumping ahead too far, there is a scene in which he basically, like there's a sentry just kind of hanging out like, like you think he would be on his phone, except smartphones haven't been invented yet. And it's like, that is perhaps more realistic 
Mm-hmm. That when you've got guys mm-hmm. on, you know, yeah. six or eight hour shifts just fucking staring at a valley forever, like they fuck around and he takes advantage of that. Like this, this degree of alert would be like, we've gotten intel that an attack is imminent, but it also implies they have no idea an attack is coming. Yeah. Uh, so Rambo, Rambo infiltrates the base. He like rides under a tank. Um, Sued and in, the kid are so- both with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He like tries to send the kid back because he's like, you know, he doesn't want to use a child soldier and commit a war crime. But, but the kid's the kid like, kind of like follows him anyway. But, he ha- but the kid, like, the kid insisted. So, exactly. Yeah, he's like, it's, it's yeah, what it's, yeah. He's like, I've seen Ivan's childhood, or at least the first two thirds of it. I have no idea how it ends. This will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seen the first minute of Come and See. Um, so. Uh, in, yeah, inside like we just the fort, it's like good movie, great, really interesting. Yeah. Zeisen, Zeisen is having a guy tortured with a flamethrower, which is huh? a great yeah, idea. It, you want to use those indoors? I don't know if you clipped that line, but like, I have not spoken passion in a really long time. I said it previously, but I'm telling you, every know. single time that guy's in the scene, he's always saying "waya waya habari martika" or "habari martika." Literally, he's saying like, <laughs> "Speak, why, why, I can't I, I, you talk, speak, speak, talk, talk." Yeah, give me information. And it's like that. That dude's same delivery every yeah, time. That dude's wearing a, a pastiche of a Soviet armored uniform because they're black, and I guess that looks more sinister. But the implication there is that like they got this guy out of a tank, and they were like, "Okay, bring your flamethrower," and then just come and interrogate this guy, and he knows like two words yeah. or like two lines. They, he, of they code stuff. him as a special unit, basically. They're just like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got like, a flamethrower guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so Rambo manages to find the colonel, but he doesn't manage to get him out in time. Does this sexy pose to, when he lands when he drops into the base? Yeah. It's really weird. They have to, <laughs> he does yeah. like a they have to make a run for it into the sewers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting well, he gets like um, a piece of shrapnel through his abdomen, and then <laughs> gets a bunch of turds in his open wound. Which but it's is okay. He cauterizes it with the, oh, the buddy, powder from a single seven six two. Let's talk about Please. the cauterization strategy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, look, yeah. when, I, I recognize that like there's a certain willing suspension of disbelief, but. As a non-medical professional, but someone who has been injured in a variety of stupid ways, military and otherwise, I do not think that you can have a clean penetration through your abdomen in any place, have it come out the front of you, and that not be an injury that is likely going to kill you if you don't get medical attention with, let's just say 12 hours? I mean, like really golden hour, but you know, 12, I'll say 12 hours. So the fact that like basically... One seven six two rounds worth <laughs> of powder is enough to cauterize it to fix it all. Once that's done, like th- that injury basically is only ever referenced visually, but he's not walking like with a wince or anything. It is amazing mm. to me, but it's like because we've seen him cauterize wounds with gunpowder before, I believe, in previous times, in- and they have to up the stakes. So this time, he's got to do it in a spectacular way in which flames shoot out of both ends of this perforation <laughs> this is yeah. insane i couldn't i, I just I, I just fucking lost it laughing i, I was mean, so oh my, i missed the fully the next it's, 10 it's, minutes of movie because i was just yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. about what why you made every decision in that process why would you do any of that also like props to survive and getting penetrated by like the shrapnel bomb that fires the devil's hot dog at you or whatever the fuck that thing was came out <laughs> of him. yeah we got phineas gauge through the fucking it's, torso it, it, it is like it's curiously penetrative, this scene. It's also much like Rambo 2. It's gay as fuck. He's like there with his shirt off. He's like putting stuff inside himself and like grunting. It's like, no, there's, there's subtext here. But Meanwhile, the Zyson other thing is that he giving does, Colonel Sam a beating. And Colonel Sam's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, you're but fucked like, before now. That, my boy's before that, coming. Before that. No, sorry. No, uh, he's saying, right, my no, boy's no, no, fucking coming. No, no, hold on. Coming. This is important. I want to do this. So 
on the way out, Rambo fires an RPG at a truck, right? But the noise that this truck makes when it explodes, I swear to God they mixed a donkey into the explosion noise, right? He fires Not this again. RPG and it goes... Shit! Oh shit! That's got like three dinosaurs in there as well, man. Look at- <laughs> That sounds like that's a don- <laughs> there's a donkey sound. I swear to they God, there's a donkey sound. I didn't get animals into the fucking explosions. <laughs> I didn't want to miss that because a mule. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rambo fires an RPG. See, there I was. The Soviets mule. used to do that. It was like kids would go Seeing and pet with the mule. The but sheer volume of horses they were using, and I was like, "But the, where are the donkeys for pack animals?" And I'm like, "The reason is, is the Soviets had all the donkeys inside one truck." <laughs> <laughs> Like compressed mm. into, into one thing. Donkey pack yeah. animal, yeah. So Colonel pack Sam is getting a beating TNT. Go on, sorry. from Zeisen. Please, please. Um, and uh, Zeisen's just like, who is this guy? Like, who, who is this fucking Rambo mm. guy? He's not God. And then uh, Sam has this line where he's like, God would have mercy. Rambo won't. And it's like, ah. <laughs> Again, for this, fuck's sake. What do you mean? Like, the, fuck, the, the rhetorical increase in power of Rambo over the course of these movies from just like, oh, like... This guy is a match for a fucking, like, do-nothing fucking police battalion. That's it. Like, some guys from the fucking police squad won't be able to kill this guy. Now he's John Wick? Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. no fu- <laughs> Like, oh, this guy's actually a killing machine. This guy's actually fucking mm-hmm. in, the greatest in the warrior one, of all time. They were just like, oh, well, he, he's got specialist knowledge of the area. That's why we're sending him in, because this is the prison camp he escaped from. And now in this one, they're just like, no, Rambo's just the ultimate soldier. And it's like, yeah, he's just based he's God. He's just God. Yeah. So, so, so Rambo, he, he gives the kid his like dead girlfriend necklace from Rambo 2. Um, <laughs> and then he effortlessly infiltrates the base he just infiltrated again. A second time. Um, he <laughs> by doing some fucking <laughs> just to flash flex on forward them. to one of his later movies by doing cliffhanger and climbing up a sheer rock face mm-hmm. to get on top where... A board guard is is playing with his imaginary. He, he can only envision what the Soviet iPhone would look like, and he's playing hungry, hungry exactly. Headphones. And he, he's playing Tetris exactly. Playing. And he he's able to uh, he he's able to jump down a ha- we'll, we'll break a dude's neck and then jump down a hatch, basically right back into previous scene. While a search and rescue yeah. is, or rather a, a sort of a, 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 I can't remember the doctrinal term, but the, the Spetsnaz guys are searching around the area looking for, for Rambo outside of the base. And I could only imagine Alice's reaction to Soviet uniform fits, because this is like the I Soviet uniform God, fit the moment, hats, the hats, the, the boonie hats, the like the fucking satchels, like the, the side packs, all these things. Like it, I watched this scene and I was just yeah. like, I know Alice knows the name of, and like literally like, national stock uh, number bracket Soviet of every single yeah, one of those items. Yeah. They, they get every single thing wrong here. But the reason why they do that is because they got these Soviet uniforms from the production of Red Dawn. <sighs> that like genuinely, those were the only set going around in Hollywood when they made these. Um, and so you have this like faux KLMK sort of like camouflage oversuits. Um, you have like a faux Telnyashka that's just a stripy top. You have a bunch of like weird attempted panamkas that are actually like French tropical hats. It looks fucking weird. Um, but so Rambo breaks in, frees the prisoners, steals a helicopter, and then more, Zeissen more sees it in time. Like, can you fly that thing? Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah, it's starting to hit territory. Oh no. 
the, the they they start shooting at the helicopter immediately, and the, like within a second, they are doing the Rambo two thing again of hotboxing the back of the helicopter. They just have the smoke machine going. I'm not just imagining um, any like Roger Moore line, but in the Rambo voice. <laughs> but I need you. So does England. Uh, yeah, yeah. Say what? Say what? Say what? So does England. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you close on, I buy you an ice cream. Another <laughs> extremely non-Afghan extra, you know, small role where the guy gets hit but survives and is hanging off the skids of the helicopter, and uh, or I, the side of it. I can't remember if they're skids or not. And um. And uh, Colonel Troutman reaches over to grab him, and then it's like they cast this guy like you're gonna have a real dramatic scene. It's like actually secretly we're just testing out this cool new fucking squib to make your head explode when they shoot you, and he <laughs> falls. So it's like we saved some refugees, well except one, and uh, yeah. and then Rambo has to crash, the crash land the helicopter. Yeah. What's really funny about the crash scene is there's a bit that they just I guess they couldn't have done otherwise than leave it in. But there's a bit where all the shit they've bolted onto the helicopter just falls off at once. <laughs> like both the wings, all the fake rocket pods and shit, and it just like all collapses instantly. Yeah, it's like a Tears um, of the Kingdom gadget that you spent ages building and then somebody yeah, just bolts yeah. it and it and it just And a slight callback to when Rambo's firing at the base when they're shooting at him is that like it takes him about a minute of cinema time to figure out like Oh, there's a thing called a rocket I can fire. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. I don't know. So, so the, they take, they rescue the refugees. They leave them to go to the border, and when they leave them, they say, "Inshallah, I form an idea in my head. I will conclude this thought later." <laughs> um, oh, but the, but so then then it's just uh, Rambo and Troutman. Yeah, versus. Soviet Russia. Well, we get we get a really cute little exchange where they're running along, and Troutman says, "How's the yeah, wound?" Yeah, I have this. And Rambo says, "Oh, you always taught us to ignore pain." And Troutman's like, "Is it working?" And Rambo just goes, "Not really." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like the only bit of their banter that's fun. Yeah, they do so many like human. bits of banter, and yeah. that's the only so, one. That's so basically, good. an entire battle group shows up, and they mm. they refuse yeah. to surrender. Rambo engages with a a forty mil grenade launcher, and then oh, before this though. Rambo Rambo shoots down a helicopter with an arrow. That's the exploding right, arrow. That is true, yes. But, the but, but when he does this, when he does this, listen to the explosion no. sound. There was a mule aboard that helicopter. No, no, a mule! There was a mule in that helicopter. It was the new phase of the Soviet 40th Army's fucking, like, unconventional warfare occupation is they're gonna remove every donkey in Afghanistan and use it as a fucking hostage on every aircraft. Listen! Once again, okay, you fill a mule with explosives, the kids are gonna go pet it, that's one use. However, you drop an explosive-filled mule out of a helicopter, how many people are gonna start running away when they see that? They're gonna go, That's true. Is that a fucking mule? That's true. They're gonna stand stock still. This is perfect. This might be a war This is where we get the, like, yeah. This is where we get the, like, he's hunting us one by one scene. Is a bunch of Spetsnaz in, like, a cave system. We even get a Batman one of them goes, What are you? And Rambo's like, Your worst nightmare. It kills him. And Rambo. Yeah. He, like, he, like, grabs a radio and he calls Zeiss and he's, like, flying his own helicopter. He's, like, above the thing. And he just goes, like, I'm gonna kill you. And it's like, this came out the same year as Die Hard. And you see why Die Hard was, like, such a breath of fresh air. Is yeah. doing the same bit, but like so much less inspired. Um, 
he he shoots a guy with the chem light, so we finally got a use for the like the little blue light thing. And what that does is it frenzies all of the other Spetsnaz guys to shoot their own dude because he's blue now. I, yeah, that happens, and, and that happens. That's like a thing. That's a known thing with Spetsnaz. It's part of the training. I don't yeah, know. that's true. I mean, in, in fairness, that, when Rambo's jump through fire, Rambo's <laughs> clearing the prison full of. Afghan hostages, room by room, by just throwing grenades into each room. I'm like, wow, accurate Soviet doctrine and American doctrine in Panama. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now Rambo has to wrestle with the most Samoan dude in the Russian army. Yeah. Um, oh fuck, Chekhov's- we missed we missed one of my the greatest shots in the cinematic history. Um, which so so obviously naturally I have to go back. Um, the bit where he escapes a bomb is the funniest series of shots I've ever seen in my life because it's just Rambo running away from, like, fire. Like, he rolls yeah, out of the way and then yeah. some fire lands on where he was. And it, it, like, it, liquid. It, it, <laughs> it almost looks like the fire is, I don't know, like, if chroma key is the right term, what they were using back in those days. But, mm. like, the best way I can describe it is it feels like a, like a fire map painting. And it's just, like, <laughs> dropped in front yeah, and in back. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's it, perfect. And it, it's so it's so perfect that it's sort of, like, it's, it's seeing the origin of the cliché in unironic form. Yeah. It's, such a, him it's such a strange experience. Running straight towards the camera and behind him is like chroma key, just like wall of orange flame. Just, yeah, perfect. That's fucking cinema as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, Chekhov's Mongo. like, how are you? And he goes, well done. <laughs> Chekhov's <laughs> Mongo. The way he defeats him, he can't beat him in wrestling. The guy is too strong. So what he does is the guy's got him in like a headlock and Rambo pulls the pin of a grenade that's like on his webbing, and this makes the guy drop him. Just crazy mad, yeah. Yeah, he drops him, and he like tries to get the grenade off of himself, and is not able to, and explodes. Because as we've seen in Rambo too, once you fuck with Rambo, once you're like a known enemy of Rambo, what's going to happen is you explode. Like there's, he has no other way of like settling grudges. He pulls um, this pin, and this guy does like the f- the full dishonored guard when he's getting attacked by a rat swarm thing. He just like takes three steps <laughs> yeah. backwards and just starts swinging <laughs> yeah. his arms. It's like, but get the grenade off you. <laughs> um, so this is the most Rambo confirmed they- kill of all time. This oh, man, yeah, he's so he cool. falls down the hole that Rambo climbed back out. He's wrapped around with a fucking uh, rope of some description, which catches, snaps his neck, and then and he, he explodes. explodes. Yes, yeah, and exactly. Like, confirmed kill. Perfect. That's mm. fucking cinema. Rest in peace, Sergeant Kurov, I guess. Um, <laughs> Could have killed Rambo. Just get, you know, like, get him in the- keep him in the bear hug you had him in. Fumbling you know, the Kronstein it, rosette bag at the last minute. Yeah, really yeah, fumbling. genuinely, by trying to save himself. This is like why I pulled um, it back from Gobinda in uh, Octopussy. Just went yeah, out too, yeah, bitch, mate. Yeah. Yep. It's a shame. Yeah, sad to say. Uh, so Rambo and Troutman have to try and like flee to the border, and then, as you say, Nate, they are like intercepted by the entire Soviet Union. Um, <laughs> they are like... Allegedly two seventy twos. They got something that looks like a shulker that isn't. Um, and a like, yeah, at the helicopter again. And weirdly, Zeisen doesn't want to kill them. He keeps trying to like capture them alive. Um, yeah. So they're just like standing there, and he's like, "Drop your weapons." Many, many times. Drop your weapons, and we will engage you here on terrain where, for some yeah. reason, people have dug trench line. <laughs> Don't understand why. <laughs> this is no reason. Uh. It's fine. So yeah, they, there's a trench they jump into. They're able to hold them off. Um, the trench is just there. It's it, it's it's not a wadi. It's, it's not like it's a, not erosion. It's just a defense. Just a trench. Yeah. 
He's he's got, Rambo has an M203 that someone has like mated to an AK for him. Uh, because oh, good catch! I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's a really good catch, Alice. It's an M203. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a 203. Um, but like, I just like didn't. It didn't even like... clock that he was. He wasn't using a. And at the time, would have been an M16. Like that. It was. Yeah, like you said, made it onto an AK-47. Yeah. yeah. Well, good catch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's literally it's like welded on. I think. Um, and the fucking so, Rohirrim uh, arrive. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, the the ten thousand Mujahideen horsemen who have been waiting for weapons over the border. Um, Including th- that the kid, kid? They brought the kid. I guess. Like, yeah, I guess the kid sacrificial offering went to get him. I don't know. Yay, child soldiers! Yeah, it, it's a land of um, contrasts, is what I'll definitely say about using child soldiers. Um, the, the, the many of them get killed. We we at least see that. Lots of horses do like stunt falls. Yeah. Um, they basically it's basically I, Immortan Joe showing up to harass the Soviet yeah. army, but yeah. then they only have what look like Lee Enfield rifles. <laughs> yeah. So uh I I'm thinking I'm looking at Rambo and I'm like, man, it would be helpful if you had any more of those extremely explosive arrows right now. I guess you just brought one. He only um, had one spare. I could have sworn in the scenes when he's running around after he's blown up a helicopter or and some of the dudes with that that he's got more in his quiver. Oh, he kills one guy yeah, with one does, of yeah. those. Yeah. And he loves to do failure that. Failure to like husband your resources. You know, you got to like you're looking at the helicopter later and you're like, "Ah, I, I should do have think that, that that's like dude. a thing they knew they would never get it past a test audience if John Rambo can kill a helicopter mm. with an arrow, but he never gets to shoot a dude with it." Like this yeah, just no one's going to accept that. Listen, yeah. round 1 so, of combat, <laughs> highest level spell slot you've got on one guy. Just fucking let it go. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Rambo Rambo hits a T-72 with a Molotov. Resources are insane. Makes them- yeah, him running with the fucking Molotov is so funny. It's oh my funny. god. Because he's... Right. I'm sorry, this is my last time I'm going to go insane. There's, no, <laughs> there's this beautiful decision to like cut to a reaction shot of Troutman, but Troutman is way too far back. So his expression looks like <laughs> someone who's like at the back of a ball game trying to see what's going on. So it just cuts to it and he's like... Oh. Ah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then he's back to the fucking guy. Not sure what you're going with He manages with this. to uh, <laughs> disable a T-72 by making its engine block a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> they they overheat the engine, which makes the crew unilaterally and unanimously pop the hatches and try and kill him with like <laughs> like an AKS. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure um, why they do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rambo Very kills them. The phase two of the fight. He def- he wills down yeah. the tank's health bar, and then he has to fight all the guys inside. Like, it, yeah, he he like is just a gets video game. in the tank. The tank is fine now, which really just proves kind of that they were idiots for getting out of it. Um, and he engages, because Zeissen's still in this helicopter, which is at about five feet of altitude. He engages in what I can only describe as a tank joust. joust. Yeah. Now, there's there's two things I want to say here. First of all, all of this scene is just yelling, and second of all, I have a sample of that yelling, which involves him driving the tank into the helicopter and killing Zeissen. But listen, listen now, in the mix, in the end. Right there at the end. It was definitely in there. There was a donkey. Oh there was absolutely a donkey in there. I had a mule. Also, like, there was a mule in the house. Listening to that sound design, I think it's actually pretty. It, 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 it's an underestimation for people to say Americans can't produce anime because, like, <laughs> yeah, genuinely. <laughs> Why are there mules? So, so I don't, I don't know. know. I can't. It's like they couldn't <laughs> license that scream that gets used in every movie, and so they just had to get a donkey. The Wilhelm scream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. did Zoro blow up all those donkey. panthers? 
<laughs> I I will be thinking about the mules of Rambo three for a minute. I'll be honest. Um, it's gonna be, I'm, so, so the, the fucking um, episode art will be an exploding mule. I'll put one together like I did you. for Rambo. Uh, so so Zeisen right. is killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Soviets are also all killed. They're not even like routed. They just they're just killed. Um, and then we get to. Two two final things that I want to say. First of all, I get to confirm my theory, no. which is they they leave they leave the Mujahideen, and as they leave, they get in the jeep and they say, "Inshallah." Inshallah. This movie thinks that Inshallah is Arabic for goodbye. It does, and I guess also Pashto yeah, for goodbye. In, in pa- it thinks it's Chodai Paman and Pashto, and so it's like I was confused by that too. I was like, "Inshallah, what?" Inshallah, what? Like, what? What's it? it just in, in, it's bye. Yeah, yeah. It means goodbye. <laughs> I mean, you could say like Mashallah. It's, it's like Mashallah. You blew up a helicopter with a fucking arrow, badass. But yeah, I was confused. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's my thing. Inshallah means goodbye. Um, but second of all, what's the one thing anyone remembers about Rambo Three? The, the, <sighs> dedicated the, to the gallant people of Afghanistan. Yeah, and the, the yeah, sort of folk no, memory that it's, it back. The, the folk memory that it was actually yeah. the, the brave Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan, but that I've. And I even had that false memory. Sure. I was convinced that I saw yeah. that when I watched it on German TV. But like in retrospect, everything says that's not the case. And I even looked at the Wikipedia, and apparently, like movie reviews, contemporary movie reviews were like, "Oh yeah, the gallant people of Afghanistan, blah blah blah." So like it that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, it, I choose no, actually it, it, to believe it genuinely. But it says that I it never said that this film is dedicated to the noble Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan. Although it kind of it is. is, like it, it, it does think that they're cool. It does think that they're inherently Chad, and it does think that fighting them automatically turns into Vietnam War too. But it's not dedicated to them. It's dedicated to the gallant people of mm-hmm. Afghanistan. That's not the funniest line with time that the movie ends on. The thing is, right? They ask Rambo if he wants to stay and fight, you know, with the the Mujahideen. And what Rambo says, oh my god, this little exchange. You sure you don't want to stay? You fight good for a tourist. Maybe next time. Gorgeous. Yeah. P- fucking parachute him in in 2001. I was thinking a different angle. He's, he's also visited at the next Buddhist monastery in Southeast Asia uh, by a guy from a road construction company from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Rambo Rambo was like killed by the CIA in like the opening shots of the war in exactly. Afghanistan. They knew they yeah, had to yeah, take he him was out killed because he was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made a run for like one CIA guy and got shot. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe next time. Uh yeah. I mean Also, did you so notice that animal sound in the background? Is that like the ending of Charlie Wilson's yeah. war, but it's donkey threatening 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, possibly the movie made retroactively funniest by 9-11 <laughs> That's Rambo three. To I mean, sorry, the title is still the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm, nah, maybe. maybe. Although, uh, you know what's funny is I never saw it because I heard even as a little kid I'd heard the reviews of it were so bad and the concept of it from what I'd seen still seemed so awful that. Uh, but I will. Bowser. Bowser destroys the World Trade Center. Oh, really? So Dennis That's Hopper is Bowser and Bob Hoskins is Mario. Do 9-11. Master of Disguise also, but like that's it's not anything textual. It's all behind the scenes stuff. Right, like the th- the third funniest yeah. movie retroactively because of 9-11. 
Um, mm-hmm. What does it fucking what does it say about masculinity? There's a lot going on here. I think it's safe yeah. to say. Um, Are there any women? Refugees. No, well, no, there's there's just, one that's woman why it's and she's so called weird. Italiano spaghetti chini. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- that's why it's so weird that he has this like arc with. Th- this boy, right, is it's the place where and like most yeah, other scripts would put a romantic thing, but he's already had that in Rambo too, so they can't do it again. So they, re- they did a great they job of it. So they, it like, with, they had to find the most just, beautiful yeah. Italian boy in Tel Aviv and put him in this role. <laughs> <laughs> That casting call Preserving weird, another but... noble cultural tradition <laughs> yeah. of the gallant Giuseppe people of Afghanistan. Giuseppe Stromboli as, as young, <laughs> yeah. young Afghan Rambo. Gucci or Gucci is... Here's, here's something else. What a fucking set of credits music, huh? Oh, yeah, the that song is so good. hell or... Yeah, it sounds I like a... it. It rules. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Yeah, no, it's a good song. It's just baffling to have Very it here. Gay. <laughs> Does that have to do with, with? Yeah. Also, I will say, would you believe that Sylvester Stallone fired the director like mid movie? What with such great hired- directorial decisions <laughs> as slow zoom and helicopter yeah. looks Correct around? Me if I'm wrong, he also fired it primarily, if I remember reading this correctly, because he thought that the Russians cast to play the villains were too beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I have the quote here. He went to Israel two weeks before me with the task of casting two dozen vicious-looking Russian troops. This is Stallone speaking. These men were supposed to make your blood run cold. When I arrived on the set, what I saw was two dozen blonde, blue-eyed, prissy boys that resembled rejects from a surfing contest. Needless to say, Rambo is not afraid of a little competition, but being attacked by third-rate male models could be an enemy that could overwhelm him. I explained my disappointment to Russell, and he totally disagreed, so I asked him and his chiffon army to move Wait, on. It's Russell Mulcahy, right? Isn't he the guy who directed- <laughs> This might be completely wrong. Isn't he the guy who directed yeah, the yeah, video for Total Eclipse of the Heart? <laughs> yes, it is. Again, insane pull, but yes. Yeah. It's a crazy he, Oh my god. He, he replaced him- He replaced him with the second unit director. It was his first film as a director, and- as that dude said, I tried very hard to change the Rambo character a bit and make him a vulnerable and humor- humorous person. I failed totally. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not a good fucking movie, I'll tell you that. No. I think it was better than the second <laughs> one. I think, you yeah. know what? It's better than the second one because it's it's stupider. It's not in the- it's not- mm. I also think that in the context of having seen these kinds of films only through, you know, post-9-11 films that deal in any way with the war in Afghanistan, this film, by virtue of wanting to portray the Afghans as friends, winds up being less dismissive and one-note. Even though it is still dismissive mm-hmm. and one-note, it is- the, the bar is below the floor, and so as a result, it winds up seeming- more humane in that depiction than basically anything I've ever seen. Like Brothers, at least has people speaking Pashto, but like you'd think every Afghan woman is a witch wearing a burqa. Like it's horrible. Like it's it, it, it's it, it, it's so. Look, like I'm not I'm the I'm I'm not exactly like I know my own background makes this kind of weird, but like I didn't come out of the experience hating Afghan people, and in fact, like. I find it very, very strange when, like, they every Afghan person, every every person from Central Asia, it's always you know an oud and a howling world music singer, like to to, to tell mm. you in, in 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 strange modes to make you sh- make you know this is evil and threatening. Like this film weirdly doesn't do. I mean, I know why it doesn't do that because of the era in which it was made and the the, the Cold War context, but like 
it's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking terrible. Like as an action movie, as a Rambo movie, like it is so clunky. I'm. It doesn't surprise me why they waited twenty years to make another one. But my God, mm. I guess they were embarrassed. Stallone asked, like, how the fuck would you make another one when you've just mm. invaded Afghanistan yourself? I think that well, that's why they had to set it in Burma, and I think also that's why, yeah. like, like the 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 one the the. <laughs> Rainbow Four, it's that it's like so much has changed in the way war movies have are presented and how violence on screen is presented between eighty eight and 08 that like Rambo Four's sort of appeal is like, okay, we found an enemy depoliticized and venal enough for us to like try to demonstrate all of these movie effects, like all these like blood special effects, et cetera. Like you'll be I think you guys will be shocked. It's so much more violent. Also, also sort of a right-wing, uh, sort of like cause celeb, but we'll yeah. get into that. In the meantime, we have a science-based system, it's called the SCUM system, it stands for SMARM Cultural Insensitivity, Unprovoked Violence and Misogyny. How smarmy is this movie? I and think it's the smarmiest Rambo we've had. Mm. I would say Fully. it's like four, it certainly four is. or five. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's I was gonna, really up there. I was going to say at least four, yeah. 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 Alright. I'm happy with four. Go for a four. Cultural insensitivity. I feel Depends like this might be ones. on the lower side. Previous to be one honest. was ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it probably deserves three, and I mm. maybe a little higher mm. than you were thinking. But I think mm-hmm. number one because of, for example, Alice. Some of the things you pointed out with the, just the total, you know, trip on your own dick misunderstanding of stuff like Inshallah. But I think primarily because of its depiction of Thai people. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Also, uh, very, very insulting to the Soviet army. You know, that is a culture. Can I? I, I'm not, I promise I won't make this go too long. I'm really quickly. There is a film that came oh, out. I, it was not mass released, and it's really hard to find. But you can get it on YouTube by like buying it by like renting it on YouTube. It's a film called Afghan. It's A F G A N. It's a basically an American film crew did it almost like cinema verite kind of thing. It was. It's. It's a very kind of like like tongue-in-cheek but but documentary where they were allowed to embed with soviet units units in afghanistan in 88 i believe that's that's where that um scene, who, who will save, save the, the world, world where, yeah where, yeah. where the, they're, they're basically it's like this convoy it's playing on the btr, you know, BTR and playing german synth pop from the 80s and then they get ambushed and almost get hit by an rpg and it's like the sound is that sets the thing this movie like you said exploding donkeys i laugh i don't react really whereas that thing hearing an actual rpg go by i'm like fuck that's harrowing so yeah, mm-hmm. like to me, it's like it's very, very weird that like that existed. But what we get as the cultural memory of this is Rambo three and just mm-hmm. whatever it is, dumb. Yeah, I can't even I can't even put into words like the degree to which it feels already like a parody of itself. Yeah, absolutely. So we say like a three here sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, uh, unprovoked <laughs> violence. <laughs> Oh, I, actually, um, a, a medium has uh, possessed me with the spirit of Zbigniew Bozinski, and he is saying, um, actually, the entire war in Afghanistan was unprovoked violence, so Rambo was just responding to that. Also, please don't ask. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Well, I mean, like- Self-defense against Soviet imperialism. I mean, y- y- yeah, true. However, we do see that he's like, happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely some moments where Rambo like blows some Spetsnaz dudes up, and it's a bit too, like... He's enjoying this a bit mm, too much. I agree. And we as the audience are supposed to be like, are supposed to revel in this violence. Previously, we gave it a 10 on the last one. How about people like I think it's less than that. Definitely less than that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I would put this at like a 4, actually. This is curiously moderate for such a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like middle of the road for a lot of these. And then misogyny. Misogyny is strange because they're, they're kind of, there are no women. The women exist to 
be the Time magazine yeah. cover. Yeah. Prisoners and fleeing from gunfire and nothing else. I do not believe by helicopters. the only line I can think of of a woman having in this film is when he runs up to the prisoners and he says American and they say something to him. I can't, I didn't understand if it was Pashto, what they were saying. Yeah. And that's it. Basud also talks about how like our women have been raped mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and our homes mm-hmm. have been destroyed. And it's, it's very much like we don't hear from them, you know? No. Um, so what do we, what do we tend to say for a mission? A mission's mission like a is three, a baseline right? two. Baseline two. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say three. But again, this is the numbers. The numbers are not good numbers. They're sort of like mediocre numbers, which is strange to me for something as insane as this movie is. Remake of Uh, Rambo three in the modern era. They make it ten times as racist and violent, but at least passes the Bechdel test. (laughs) Yeah, Rambo gets like a female sidekick who like gets to talk to another woman one time, and then you get a so that just happened Mm. thing. That gives us a total score of 14, which uh, is worse than the first Mediocre. Rambo, but better than the second. It's less than half of what we get in the mean, second one, so they're getting better. It's quite an unpredictable franchise, this. That's that's true. It sort of goes up and it goes down. Um, yeah, well, I if mean... If the logic holds, the I, next one should be really bad. Okay. I'm, it, I'm it's doing Roger really Moore looking rules. forward. Ah, yes, yeah, one good I'm one. I'm really bad. looking forward to that one. Uh, well... Thank you so much for listening. Nate, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for, for tolerating Inshallah, my aside. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, <laughs> stole my fucking joke. Inshallah. We have a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. Uh, the last one we did uh, is Death Becomes Her. Uh, and then we're going to do another bonus episode soon. So subscribe for that. Uh, and we will see you soon. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> do the theme song. Who's in the call? Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Um, I'm recording this quite late, and I don't remember what we talked about, and I don't know what we're doing next, so let's just go ahead and say, um, if you're hearing this, you're not necessarily a Patreon subscriber, but you could be. It's only five quid a month, and it really helps us out. Um, but special thanks to our £15 and above Patreon subscribers, and those are Low Bjorn's daughter, Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Power Dad, full caps, Johnny Del Carmino, George Rohack, Kentucky Fried Gommy, Yarrick, Drone Lover, Nate Mori, Cohen Enright, Labour Delender S, Peter McDonald, Library Hitman, Ozymandias, Beef Crime, Callan Burney, Jonathan Gerda, Max Gamenhart, Jack Drummond, Hell, Kit Divine, Lysimace, J. Martin Del Tarp, O. Mothman, Trip, Thodomus Prime, Katie, you old fool, Blonde American Transwoman, Maeve Victoria Roth, Zan Hutchin, uh, Kill James Bond Highlights, Junior Roloff, not your subby wee pay pig brackets, though happy to pay for great content. Okay, I'm going to be shortening that to just pay pig from here on out. Uh, letting you know that ahead of time. Isopod Gal, Clarification, Carbon Silver Poor, Oh No It's Andrew 95, Alex, Liz Nash in Florida, Violet Cybra, A Trans Robot, Katie Probes, Noblus Oblahage, John 2089, Corvid Cultist, Ronan Walscott, Annie Ruby, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Zephira Lucifer, Ramona Random, Seng Chen, Emily, Queen of Sloths, Zoe Shepard, Gwen <coughs> Valeri, Loz Pycock, Alfredo, Roll History Pod, uh, Turf Seat Shit and Die Alone, Mortran, Wolfie, Al Irwing, Finn Ross, Ingo Goodbye Forever, Robert Greensmith, Josh Simmons, Lauren Bastin, Millie, and the Curious Kaylee V. 
Thank you for all of your support. Girl James Bond is, of course, Alice, Abigail, and Devon, and our producer is the wonderful Mr. Nate Bethay. Our podcast art is by Matty Lubchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. See ya.